Welcome back, everyone. This is episode 125 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We are brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, it's website design, Google ads, graphic design, printing, we can absolutely help. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. Request a free review of your entire online presence today. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. Welcome back, everybody. We got uh, not Bo behind the camera. Bo's off to the side over here. I got a little audience now. It's kind of cool. Bo still shows up to, for the recordings. Uh, we got Christian actually behind the, behind the cameras over here. Uh, Ben's back there somewhere as well. So we got a nice little team going here. We're super happy. And uh, uh, yeah, it's been, uh, been kind of cool in the new studio, right? It's, uh, it's different. But, uh, but I like it, so it's, uh, we're having fun. Don't forget to like, comment, download, share, click that subscribe button. We'd really appreciate the support. Joining us today is Maliki Friedman. He's a second-degree back belt under ATT founder Ricardo Laborio. We'll do a, f- a few quick shout-outs, and then we'll get him in here. So thank you to our friends over at Fro and Roll. Fro and Roll, I did it again. See, fr- I get friends at Fro and Roll. The friends gets me every time with Flo and Roll. Hands down, the best custom gi and nogi gear in the business. I got one of their shirts on today. I love them. Uh, don't believe us? Visit them on Instagram at flowandroll.com, or excuse me, flow underscore n underscore roll, and check out all their custom designs. Bo's got a shirt on. He's over there going like this. Look at me. Look at me. I got a shirt on, too. Uh, they uh, create really cool custom uh, designs for academies across the country. They're v- very much known for their pre-order program. So what does that mean? You can actually, if you're a new gym owner or you're an existing gym owner and you want to stock up, you, he'll put your stuff online, he'll do the designs, put your geese, no gig kits online. The orders wind up paying for even the stock that you're going to keep for the gym. So I'll let him explain it to you. You can reach out to them at flowandroll at gmail.com or just go to their website, flowandroll.com. And then if you order anything online, you get 20% off with code JJD. Okay. Shout out to our friends over at Neutral Zone. Uh, Neutral Zone Clean. Is it a, it's a clean day or is it a CBD? It's clean, right? Yeah. We do every other episode. Neutral Zone Clean. I just cleaned my uh, my headset with the wipes, right? So uh, staying clean on or off the mat. Post-COVID, you know, we're always worried about, you know, staff and COVID itself, right? We're just worried about all those things. So I think more people are, uh, even when we ask our, our belt washing question, Bo, right? More people are saying that they actually, like, well, I didn't used to wash it. Now I wash my belt, right? So, look, it's all about staying clean on and off the mat. Check them out at NeutralZoneClean.com and use code JJD for... 20% off. I said 25% off the last. It's 20. I believe it's 20% for clean, right? Or is it 25, 25 for clean? Which It was 15 originally. It was 15 originally. I think it's 20 or 25%. Go check them out. Uh, Leo Optics. Uh, where are my sunglasses? I love my Leo Optics, my bamboo sunglasses. I have them out because I do actually wear these on the way to the show. So these are my favorite glasses. These are actually wood with bamboo. Uh, you can request your the little stripe. I am not a black belt. He sent me this with the red stripe, which usually signifies a black belt. Uh, you can request your your belt rank as this. The, they'll put the stripe. He actually does them individually when uh, when you order. So check out LeoOptics.com and use code JJD for ten percent off. Also, thank you to Bioprotein Technology. That's these guys right here. See, so look, I'm getting all buff, Bo. Look, sorry, a little yeah. bit, right? You know. <laughs> I, I like Kristen trying to get go yeah, Chris and cut to that. Yeah, right? got to get my progress down. Uh, definitely, you know, since I've been taking, uh, you know, I've gone back to my 
uh, one day on, one day off, like one day jujitsu, one day weight training. And if I can get weight training in during the day early, then I will also get to jujitsu at night. So I think not only has it been helping me, but it's also made me more conscious of actually getting back to the gym and, and weight training. So um, really cool. I, I'm probably not going to do it justice, but this is considered a bioidentical alternative to human growth hormone. It uh, contains genetically activated growth factors that support DNA repair, regenerate cells, and helps to balance healthy hormones in both uh, men and women. I believe Maliki is, uh, works with them as well, so I will talk to him about it maybe later in the show. Uh, all of this is with no needles, no side effects, so you can check them out at bioproteintech.com. You get $30 off with code JJD on any of their regularly priced kits. I'm actually taking this one. i got to bring in the other box, and I also take the one that you take at night. Uh, it's got like a, a cortisol in it. So uh, I am taking this one in the morning, and then I take that one at night before I go to bed. Um, that's it. We did it. Let's uh, let's get Maliki in here. Hello, sir. How are you? How are you doing, man? Good, good. Thank you for being patient, man. I really appreciate it. Of course. So in the intro there, we're going to dive right in. So in the intro, I mentioned uh, Ricardo Laborio. We are in, uh, I live in Coral Springs, which is like a, you know, you know, the area. It's like a one or yep. two towns over from uh, from where HQ is. Uh, now, that's not where you got your start, but that's where you got your black belt, right? You got your black belt under Laborio. Right. I uh, I joined American Top Team around 2007. Um, okay. I kind of bumped into Laborio, and that's the guy I wanted to be around. Yeah, you know, it's like you kind of know like who you're supposed to be around when you meet that person. I was like, okay, this is where I'm going to stay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I ended up getting my my. I didn't really do the gi until I injured my neck, and uh, MMA was kind of like done. Yeah, so like fighting was done, um, and I couldn't have anybody like snapping on my neck or or you know all the no gi stuff that just connecting with posture. Yeah. Um, I started in the gi and I ended up getting my black belt in 2013. Okay. And so I, I just pretty much went as hard as I could go at the gi. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was already a jiu-jitsu <laughs> guy. I didn't understand yeah. what people meant to me. Like when they were like saying like, Oh, you don't do jiu-jitsu, you know, like that's what they like. One of my coaches there would say like, Oh, you don't do jiu-jitsu. If like, you did no gi, what? they were saying you didn't do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So like, but I, I kind of get it now. It makes more of an understanding. Oh, I'm out of screen. That's okay. Kind of makes more of a. It makes more understanding now that what they were talking about before. So, yeah, I, I, I basically, if if there's anything that I do, I do MMA for jujitsu, and I do uh, so that's like my no gi stuff, and then gi. I'm all gi oriented pretty much for everything else. Yeah. And for those who don't know who Ricardo Laborio is, I mean, this is like a tremendous badge of honor to to have a black belt. I mean, that's like, to have that name on your resume is incredible. I mean, it's not even just part of your lineage. I mean, he's the, you know, you are you are under him. Um, yeah. I don't think many people can say, uh, you go, Lebo, Carlson, Carlos, Maeda. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, you can't go any, like, that's a, so you got to really hold the line on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess like the expectation, you know, when, when you say Ricardo Laborio's name, there's an expectation like, oh, this guy's like jujitsu is legit. Like, oh, yeah. this is this is a different beast. And I mean, just uh, being from ATT alone, I mean, that's a different beast. We we interviewed uh, Paul Geller, right? Paul Geller. Uh, do you know Paul Geller? He's an attorney. He trained at, at American Top Team. He was an attorney that we had on after the whole uh, 
the the Gracie. Uh, uh, seems familiar, but there's so many ATTs. That no, no, he was down here. He was he was down here in, in, uh, in Coconut Creek. Yeah, in Coconut Creek. He's local. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he's a uh, he. We yeah. had him on after the whole uh, that that sixty five million dollar case where they yeah. they awarded that kid that broke his neck. We had him on shortly after that. And, uh, you know, he kind of like talked about the case a little bit. But, you know, again, he also talked about, you know, being there, being under Laborio and, um, you know, just the fact that it was, you know, it, it's, it's a different beast training there. It's not like it's it's not for the weak. No, especially <laughs> like during the time I did it being, you know, a gringo, you know, <laughs> and then there's, you know, you always got like snipers coming in. Like, you know, and I, I was good enough. I had a, I had a really good friend of mine. Uh, Ailton Barbosa, and he would tell me like, "Hey, this guy's coming for you." Really? And like, it'd be like just some new Brazilian on the mat with a black belt, like you know, just coming in. Maybe he's doing pro fighting, but he's like, he's like inching closer, closer, closer. And all of a sudden, he's like, you know, as soon as like the 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 technique's over, he's like, "Hey, you want to train?" You're like, "Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's train." Yeah, that, that happened uh, a lot. That happens a lot over there. Oh well, I don't know what happens yeah. now, yeah. but I know that. That that happened to me at least every week. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's again yeah, de definitely. Cool you know, the, the, I th there's two badges of honor there: training at HQ, period, and then getting you know actually getting your black belt on the Laborio. So that's really cool. So so go back. You mentioned um, you mentioned MMA. You mentioned the fact that you don't train MMA anymore. That you had to kind of you broke your. Did you say you broke your neck, or you had neck surgery? So I, I ended up. I, I ended up my uh, arm dropped. Like, so like I lost, like, so like the disc kind of like burst. Wow. And like, so my whole arm just didn't work. Yeah. And then I, I waited a year trying to get it better. I was training the gi while I was waiting that year. Um, and then it got, I had it fixed, but the neck problems were just so bad. And then I had, then all of a sudden I was training again and my other arm dropped. So I had two neck surgeries and a lower back surgery. So all of that. Rough, the, yeah. the arms dropping that even the first time happened during training were you training and then that happened yeah yeah uh, one of it's my worst not... injuries was a groin injury and i was i couldn't figure out where it happened and i realized i slipped in the shower and that, kept, <laughs> <laughs> and that was like kept me off the mat for for more than a few weeks that was like my second worst injury besides blowing out my knee but uh i i, I tore my groin too oh, it's and the I worst. Remember, yeah it's bad man I, and everybody thought it was a contusion in the beginning because it happened from somebody kneeing me in the groin. Oh. It actually tore. And then I remember having to go uh, corner uh, a fighter in the UFC, and he's in he's, uh he's at we're in Vegas, and he's in the showers, you know, like in the saunas. And like I remember walking on the on the wet floor, but like having to do like the tiniest little steps because there wasn't that much stability. <laughs> Oh yeah, man. It's a terrible injury too, man. Yeah. I uh I I didn't realize I remembered where I, I that I got the injury in the shower when I did it a second time. I'm like, oh this oh, happened when that last time. So actually I moved into a new house and it just had like the 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 shower was just slippery after a couple of showers and it didn't have like really good traction. We had to get some mats for it. Didn't realize it and I just like literally like a big stand up shower. So I had to like it wasn't like I can just race quickly it was it was big and i was like there was no place to grab yeah. and then when it happened the second time i'm like oh that's what it is actually one of my training partners had bought this little um it almost looks like a jock strap it's got mm -hmm. this little pad 
that's uh, maybe like a triangular shape, and it just pre you you strap you put it on, and it goes like between your leg, almost like a cup, and it just uh -huh. gives you pressure there. Because that's the okay. thing that helps it, right? Is that when you have that groin injury, if you press it, like yeah. like you cough or you sneeze, like you're like, oh shit, I had to like put my hand there. Well, it yeah. just puts constant pressure. So he's he was wearing it yesterday, so like he's. Has still has an training, ongoing injury. Training through it, training through it, but with that pressure on it, you can actually perform. Right. I, and I, I used it for a little bit, but then I kind of got better, and I'm just started what's, pulling what's a lot more guard. Of? You know, I just got it on Amazon. I don't, I don't even know the the okay. name. I, I could send you a link <laughs> when, yeah, we're, good, when we're done. I mean, it, it, whatever happens to me, there's like it, the injuries never really go away. It just one gets worse than the other. Yeah. And so, like you know, like right now, I don't feel my groin. I feel my lower back and my hip. You know, like, but I guarantee you the moment that my lower back feels better, my groin's going to hurt. So, so <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I'm going to an orthopedist for my shoulder. And every once in a while I get like, uh, I guess it's bursitis, like around the elbows. Like, so I get a lot of pain here. So if this yeah. shoulder's hurting and then the bursitis acts up and this hurts more, I don't feel this. And he basically kind of told me something along the lines of like, your brain is really only... They both hurt. They're they're they right. are both hurting. But your brain is focusing on this basically. So like it, this mm -hmm. is sending signals that this hurts. So as soon as this gets better, yeah, you're just feeling this. The pain never went away. It was there, but your brain is just interpreting it in a certain way. So you're only getting right. the, like the signals from this. So it, you know, layman explanation there. But you know that that's kind of it. We feel like oh, yeah. I, I, my shoulder's better. No, it's it's still bad. This, you've got worse pain in, in other places. Brain can only concentrate on one bad thing at a time. I think that's really much, that's you know. what it is, right? Yeah. So I, I I've just learned. I mean, I've, I guess the, I, I I call it the dirty little secret. The dirty little secret is if you do jujitsu long enough, you're gonna have a lot of problems. On our last yeah. episode, we were talking about kids uh, that. Uh, or two episodes ago, we we're talking about kids who do like a lot of inversions and like use their feet to get people off of them when they're in the guard. And, and I'm like, I look at those and I'm just like, man, if this kid keeps on training, he's going to have so many back problems when, when he's older. And even my coach who like his, uh, his son has been training since he was in like, a, this, since he could walk, uh, he's 16 yeah. now and he'll yell at him when he inverts. He'll tell him, get off your shoulders, kid, stop, stop. And, and right. my coach has got a, you know, all his back is all messed up and he's been training for, for two decades. So, so yeah, I, I, I look at those kids and I, you know, I'm just like, oh man, I, I've been, I've been training. I started at 41. I'm 50 now. I've been training for nine years. So like at 41, I could take, you know, it was a little bit more athletic and slowly, but surely, you know, little things. Right. Um, I, I don't let them keep me off the mat if I can stay get onto the mat. I I just right. train through the pain now. I used to tell people don't do that, get healthy, and now I'm just like I just don't want to miss. I yeah, yeah. I need I need the jujitsu more than just for the the exercise. I need it for this. I need it for the brain. I need to you know for for the stress release and, and relief. Uh, so uh, so yeah, I, I'm tra I train through just my my injuries now, but I I think I have enough experience to know how to train through it where I'll pull guard a little bit more. I can, you know, maybe favor one side over another. Okay, this side hurts, so I'll lean to this side, pull guard, make them go to my right. You know, I don't know. It's uh, How long yeah, did you take off when you when you, you had your injuries? I mean, like, I can think of, like, so I've just started, like, positional rolling in the past year. Okay. And, but I, but there was, like, a year and a year and a half where I wasn't, I wasn't able to train like I was if I did train I was in such bad shape that I couldn't teach 
you know, mm. and then it became like a question of like, Hey, do I, so like a lot of my training came from teaching. Like, so like I was like drilling the moves, using the moves, doing it over and over again, feeling it, but knowing that like, and, and then I'll put myself in certain positions with, with guys that I know. And like, so like I'll be playing, I'm working a lot more on my, uh, um, the lasso guard where I just put a lasso in foot on the hip and then a uh, hand on the collar and we'll go as live as we can go from those positions until there's a pass or there's a sweep. Right. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that like acknowledgement, whether there's a pass or a sweep, there's not the like, like, so I'm one of those guys that's been brought up that winning is everything. You know, like <laughs> winning is everything. You even winning you practice, even winning in practice, yeah. yes. even winning in practice. Um, because like, oh yeah, you lose in practice. Yeah, I'll try things. I'll make I'll make mistakes, but I'll never lose in practice if I can help it. So one of the things is that when I give myself those guidelines, that like, hey, if you start to pass, or hey, if you kill this position then we start over. It doesn't put me in risk for like those, like those hard twisting turns, like of trying to get my guard back. You know what I mean? Like those, the, like uh, the scramble, the scr- I, I, I could look back and yeah. say the scramble is usually where I get hurt. The scramble yeah. for position so, is usually where a lot of people get hurt. Cause that's when you're throwing right. yourself around twisting and turning. And yeah. then it's just like, yeah. Oh, I've, maybe I want to bring that knee yeah. with me, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we, we kind of cut down the scrambling and just put it as like, in more of a box and, and that's really helped me like train more work out more try my jiu-jitsu more so if you get past his parts you win sure. you know and like then we restart 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 and it's really that's that's the way people should be training anyways um you know you should be putting yourselves in those positions constantly and then when something goes wrong go back to it again because you're not done like the Think about how many times that we're put in that we do half guard and it's my passenger half guard and you never go back to half guard again. Right. And you're like, well, I really want to try my half guard, but now I'm stuck in side control. And it's like, well, then work side control. No, well, sometimes you should be working just your half guard. And you say, like, hey, if you pass my guard, let me get it back. Hey, so it's like that continuous training in that one area. And a lot sure. of wrestlers do it, and a lot of other sports do that. And in jiu-jitsu, it's kind of like playtime. And if you really want to get good and like have a good guard and keep that person in the guard is you need constant reps in that guard. True. You know? So I know at, at, my, like, at my gym on Friday, Saturday and Sunday, like Friday's a more like advanced no gi class. And my coach is like super into Z guard lockdown, yeah. just different sweeps from the lockdown. Uh, so we, we do a little bit more advanced class. And since like last year, I mean, it's all about the Z guard and all of these, like we do all of these crazy sweeps and, you know, letting the, letting the leg go from lockdown, but then fully like folding the leg. So Friday, Saturday and Sunday is very specifically that and, and what it leads to. So like it always starts there, right. but we do that. It's positional training. We do one hour, unlike a, a normal weekday hour class where it's like, 10 minutes of warm-ups, 20 minutes right. uh, of, uh, of like, you know, uh, the, of 
you know, lessons or, or learning a move, right? right? And then we we spar. It's one hour of positional training, starting from right. drilling it, then, like you said, fighting out of it, stopping when somebody passes and going back to it. So we've, we've like, adopted what you just said. We've adopted that. We didn't always do it like that, but Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right. it's always like that. It's one hour, and then even on Saturday and Sunday, we'll, like, go an extra hour of then of rolling of like an open mat. Yeah. So, uh, so it's really fun. And, and I enjoy that more, especially as an older player. Um, yeah. again, it, it helps with, you know, not how you're going to get better really. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the, the trick is that you get comfortable in a position and then you learn to branch out from that position. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people are like all like, like buckshot. They're all in different areas and they know how to do a mounted arm bar, but they don't know how to pass Delaheva, so that's never going to happen. Yeah, you know, so it's like you got to learn. You got to survive in Delaheva. You got to survive in Spider. You got to survive in these areas long enough to be able to pass them. And then, if you can pass them, now you can worry about your your armbar for mount. Sure. You know. So let's let's talk about the the social media side of things for you. Not not that there isn't a ton of other things to talk about, but where I discovered you it, on Instagram and you doing these like you know short, I would say probably under a minute. Um, yeah. you know, tutorials of a, of a move, like, you know, things every white belt should know or different videos. How did that get started for you? Was it just, was it like, was there intention behind that? I'm going to do this and create this channel or were you just putting out moves and then it took off? So for a long time, I was putting out like my own stuff. Like I wasn't having any editing. I wasn't having like any, like, like catch, you know, like, like catches, like what's it called about uh, clickbait? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah. There's like a there's a certain, you know, like when, I mean, it's the truth is if you're a blue belt and says every blue belt should know this, you're like, oh, let me just check. Yeah. This out. <laughs> <laughs> One so, of my biggest videos is like everything's something about like white bells, yeah. you know, you need to know this, uh, you know, and yeah, unintentional. Yeah, I wasn't clickbait either, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I was putting out my own stuff for a while and I had a pretty good group of, of followers. I had 30,000 followers. And then I was like, you know what, man, I'm just, not making the money that I would like to make. I'm just not like, I'm getting tired. Like this is becoming like a chore yeah. to shoot, do something. And I was coming out with like crazy stuff too. I was like stuff that I was like, nobody was doing like, just, I'm like, Oh, the people are going to love this. And it's like just a, an insane move. And it's getting like no movement. Yeah. On it, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I realized that, okay, well, most people who are starting, most people in jujitsu are new. Right. So, I was not thinking about them at all. I was thinking about the fancy stuff. Mm -hmm. And then, so we just kind of got back to the basics. I, I started working with a, like a company that was uh, shooting, editing, doing the different things for me. And just one day it just shot up. Like I was like watching it, my, my followers. And it was like, like 99,000, 90,000. All of a sudden it was like 150, 170, 180, 190. It was like just in one day. Yeah, I don't really. know what happened that day. Yeah. And so now I'm at, I'm sitting around two 30 and, and sometimes this, I get good feedback on stuff I do. And sometimes like the, the last technique that I did, which was controlling the back, I thought was like brilliant. And it got just, <laughs> it's always the one, and, it's always the one that you just put up where you put very little thought into and it's just yeah. like, Oh, Oh, that's the one that's, that's for the one whatever that reason really liking. Yeah. Yeah. But the one that I'm, I'm like, this is the one that everybody should know because this is a huge <laughs> detail. 
And like, I'm thinking like, this will be good. It just, <laughs> yep, just turns into crap. And I'm like, I feel like yelling, like reposting and be like, look at this again. But you know what? That's a technique. That's a, like a social yeah. media technique. And I've done it myself. When I first started like uh, putting out TikTok videos, I was doing it myself. Uh, uh, side note, I own a marketing company, so I kind of do this stuff for clients. Um, right. you know, my experience, it's kind of what's helped the podcast. The marketing experience has helped with this. We weren't, you know, real and social media specific. So I started doing it myself and playing with it. And some of the, that old stuff that I would cut, I found a little program online that would cut up like the, you know, I down, I upload to YouTube and then download it. And then mm -hmm. it would cut it together for me or cut to get like uh, chunks from the, from the episode or suggested snippets. And I would just post those. I've gone back to the very beginning and reposted those. And now they've taken off, not just because we had more followers, but you know, just different time. Some of them still right. didn't do well or ones that did well, didn't do as well. But uh, I mean, that's like, you know, I've watched other like content creators outside of jujitsu talk about just reposting it and see, and see what happens. Was it the algorithm? Was it the time of day? You never really right. know, but it's never a, Everybody didn't see that video the first time, right? You have so 100%. many new followers, like so that 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 you know some of your your initial content, they didn't even see if unless they went back through everything, and it's unlikely that they went through everything, you know. So, right. it's not a bad idea to to, to repost, and right, we're always looking for content to post, right? As people right, that do 100%. this, yeah. you know. So uh, yeah, just not not a bad idea from just like a marketing perspective or marketing strategy. But I, you also you're not just doing the Instagram stuff, right? You're 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 putting out content in other places as well. And I and I heard yeah, you talk I about have, like uh, a website that you're developing to put your content as well. Yeah, so I have MadLabBJJ.com. Okay. Also, my name MalikiFriedman.com. There's same place. Mm -hmm. um, and I have pretty much all my lessons that I have taught in my classes edited and uploaded. Um, and then I put them together, like so, like just putting them up was was not the best because like, like people want them in organization yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's like so, so now i'm organizing small collections of like of like okay neon belly stuff okay here's uh like my next thing that's coming out i'm doing entries um so like a lot of people have issues with getting into single leg x or what are the different ways that like when something gets killed where do they go next mm -hmm. right and so like so that's hopefully that'll be done today that'll be my new collection will be uh entries and a lot of it will be single leg x but it's like hey you're stuck in this position you want to get a single leg x or x guard here's you know 30 30 different variations of getting into this guard and when somebody's killing something else and that's a, i think that's really the most important part of jiu-jitsu is the chaining together safe positions you know so i i put together the so it's madlabbjj.com um and i have like 800 videos on there but i got a lot of organization <laughs> and that's and that's okay and that's yeah. okay you, you talked about your instagram following i pulled you up before and and i i'm super i'm in this world and again i do this for clients so i'm super conscious yeah. of like seeing somebody's followers and i could swear that you were definitely like between 30 and 60 somewhere in that range i mean we 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 booked what more over a month ago i think maybe right we probably got this right. set up three four weeks ago at least yeah um and not saying that at that point but i know when i started following you it wasn't at 229 like that's no. amazing so congratulations <laughs> yeah, thank um, you yeah yes yeah, so, yeah that that's great that's a that's a huge jump in a short amount of time so yeah yeah, yeah. from 30 and it took like a month 
one month, month and a half, it was like, it started going 40, 50. And I'm like, it's like taking slowly. Now it takes super slow. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like, well, you uh, also miss- don't see it, right? You don't see it unless you go into the analytics to see like what's behind yeah. that 229, what? Yeah. Exactly. 100, 700, 900, like, right? You don't see that. So it feels, sometimes it feels like it's moving a lot more slowly. People don't yeah. realize this too that I gain. 700 followers a day but i also lose 300 so yeah sure. yeah 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 that and happens I, yeah. and i don't understand why they followed me in the first place because i'm doing the same shit yeah maybe they're upset that i didn't follow them back or something I, I, that happens with everybody i mean you, when you scale up i mean I, you know I, I i see that as well i'm like you know again if you go into the analytics you'll see what you've gained what you lost i mean it's somebody could have shut down their page maybe it was a bot page that followed you you know like you know a lot of times uh, you'll see like all of a sudden like a quick drop. It's like Instagram, even Twitter was doing this. Like they would do like a um, like, one-time shutdown of a lot of spam, like spam site or, or bots. Yeah. Like they'll find them and then oh, they'll just shut them off. And then like, you'll see that reflected in the number. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm super conscious. It's funny. Cause I'm super conscious of people that buy followers as well. Cause like you can right. see it, you can see it when it drops you know, they buy a hundred thousand yeah. followers and then it drops 10 or 20. Um, I'm not going to say the person's name, but I've had a guest on who, uh, who, who does it and I see yeah. it and he, it, you know, I can't say he wasn't somebody that was famous in our world, but I was, right. he was like suggested to come on and he led to some other bigger guests. So it was great, but yeah. I see it like, uh, you know, trying to buy clout, right. Yeah. You know, when, uh, you've got, you've got 200,000 followers, you should be getting a significant amount of likes, comments, you know, share, right. whatever, you know, you should see that. And when you've got 200,000 followers and in three days, you've got two likes, it's obvious, like there are certain things besides the fact that you can look at somebody's followers and see, you know, these like weird page names or like no titles and no names. So, right. uh, I, 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 again, I'm just, it's, it's, it's stupid, but it's it, like, it I'm super conscious of it, you know? So if anybody's thinking about doing that, don't do that. Yeah, it ruins things, um, you know, especially if it, you're running ads. Your, yeah, you need organic. Like if you ever want to make any money or you want to have people follow you for real, it because then the algorithm doesn't know what to do with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because these followers are have nothing to do with each other. And they're bots and they, they're from different countries. They're different, different things. And you just end up, you're, you're better with, 30,000 followers that follow you for the pure fact of following you and 230,000 that are just like garbage. Fake accounts. Nobody's actually behind them. The Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to congratulate Neutral Zone Clean on the release of their newest product, a healthy and pH balanced bar soap that's perfect for anyone looking to take care of their skin. This soap is made with all natural ingredients that help nourish and restore your skin's natural barrier. It contains glycerin, which naturally attracts moisture to itself in the skin, leaving it feeling soft and hydrated. The new bar soap also contains a blend of olive, coconut, and castor oils, and shea butter, which are rich in vitamins, nutrients, essential fatty acids, and antioxidants that help fight harmful bacteria. With tea tree and other natural ingredients, it also helps in the prevention of fungal infections. Not only is it effective, but it also leaves your skin feeling fresh and lightly scented. It's gentle enough for even the most sensitive skin, making it a perfect choice for the whole family. Be sure to check out their website, NeutralZoneClean.com, for a range of all-natural products, including sprays, wipes, and shower gels, and use code JJD for 15% off your order.
Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. And I, and I actually, uh, way back, a long time ago, I had a t-shirt company, my first t-shirt company, and I did, when I first got it onto Instagram, I did it because I'm like, you know, you're getting all those messages, didn't know any better, just didn't right. understand. I'm like, oh, buy follow, of course, let me buy some followers. Yeah. And where it, where it really bit me in the ass was, then I started running ads. So, you know, if it, real people are following me, but whatever, I didn't understand the bots. And then I started running social media ads. It's like, why isn't this stuff converting? Why, why aren't I getting orders? And then, you know, come to realize, oh, wait, I'm, I'm advertising to my followers and friends of those followers. Like that was one of the ad types right. that I chose or the targeting that I chose. And then it was going nowhere. It's going to these, these bots and these bots. other bots and bots and bots, right. You know, so yeah. it just, uh, it's kind of, you know, just a waste of time, but you know, if you do it the right way, it, well, let me ask this. I'll, into making, instead of making a statement, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the question. And if you don't mind, you, you don't have to answer this. But sure. you talked about um, like making you said making money. And I think that you meant making money from social media. How are you monetizing? Because, I mean, they don't they're not paying a lot. I mean, Instagram stopped paying yeah. uh, recently. Instagram's not paying. Um, Where are you making you know, your money as far as how, how are you monetizing so, what you have? So through my my subscription site. Okay. Right? So I see it, it translated in subscriptions. Okay. I see it translated in um, people that are looking to sponsor me, people that are looking to have me on their shows, people that yeah. are looking to have seminars. So like the requests just become bigger and bigger and bigger. Okay. And you're like, okay, this is something that I see. Like I don't really travel for seminars, so I don't really make the money there. Um, I'm just one of those guys that just – doesn't want to doesn't want to get in a that's hotel. a job in, a, in, a, in no, and of yeah. itself i mean that's yeah. a that's a that's a career move yeah you know it's a, it's a whole other thing and especially since this life takes most it takes most of my life anyway right like jujitsu the gym everything takes all my life and then say okay well on the weekend that you have with your wife uh you're going to be in you know albuquerque and like and you get it's just like how am I going to explain this to her? Like, Hey, I'm going to Albuquerque and then I'm going to come back Monday and go right back to work. Yeah. You know, for, for a couple thousand It's like, it, it, it's good, but it's at the same time is that's, that's why I did the, that's why I do this subscription site. So hopefully people yeah. can get my stuff and they can get it from there. But yeah, just seeing more, more, more traction with people trying to book you, okay. people trying to, and sponsors come with that. Different things come with, with, with that. And so, it's been a good, like, as I've been growing, I'm able to pay off everything that I'm, I put money into. Sure. You know, sure. And do, two questions. Tell me about your gym. And I believe, does your wife train or she works with you, but does she train yeah. jujitsu as well? Yeah. So she, she, she took some time off. She had, she had a heart arrhythmia, some stuff that just wasn't going right. 
Um, and she's finally feeling better and or not feeling better, but more has a has it more under control. So we've been drilling privately. We've been we've been we've been drilling privately and, and doing techniques and stuff, but she helps with my kids' classes sometimes. She's the front desk a lot. Uh she's also the way the figures out the way how much money we have and how to spend it and how to pay taxes and stuff. Sure. So I, CFO. <laughs> she's the she's the pro there. Um but yeah she's 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 a blue belt. Um she's been a blue belt forever. Um but she just wasn't able to train. And I think in the beginning I made a mistake um because I I didn't have her coach, right? I got for some reason in my head, like it was like, well, okay, no, no, I'll, I'll coach. You do the front, so there's a clear distinction of of what the roles are, and I didn't I didn't need to do that. Like that was an error on my part, like where I could have had her coaching, I could have had her more involved in the classes, and it was it was just an error, you know. Like like you think like, well, people are gonna see it in a different way. They're gonna see like 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 mom and pop and it doesn't look professional you know so it's like it's not as but then you look at everybody else in, in the jiu-jitsu game and everybody else's wife is a jiu-jitsu player and they're i wish you know <laughs> you know what i mean like, so you go like uh like i i can't think but i can think of like like i i I'd never heard of her before probably because i'm 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 but uh wagner oja's uh daughter uh, uh yeah right yeah 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 she just went against john davy yeah right i didn't know he even had a daughter but I, obviously she's been training since the beginning Forever. since since yeah. she's a little kid and, yeah and i think all cyborg's wives have all <laughs> all trained so i don't think he's you know, married now like I, don't, a, I don't think he uh, <laughs> <a actual. laughs> he's not married now right yeah no i don't i don't even think they got married but she they, she's actually just got his last girlfriend or fiance just married somebody else um, yeah anyway that's you get to in florida <laughs> yeah did, did your <laughs> wife start you did you meet her through jiu-jitsu was she already in jiu-jitsu or did you get her into jiu-jitsu no she didn't know anything um i she didn't know anything about it and i think that's the best way really is it's just messy it's messy when when you meet people through the through the art and it's if they're a it, it could get messy if they're a student, right? Yeah, I, I don't let my 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 coaches date. I, I told my coaches like, you got one shot at love, you know, like and other it's than not going to be here. You can try it. You can try to have like I'll let you have like one relationship, but really you're screwing up the gym. I mean, like you're you you're you're utilizing your authority, right? Yeah, because because they look look at you and they go, oh, he's a brown belt, and it was like. And then they're talking to you. They're, they were not talking to the white belts. You know what I mean? They're talking to you because you're the brown belt. And then you're using that authority to get something. Yeah. And shouldn't. It, nobody should feel like they, or if the person is a brown belt, they shouldn't feel like they have to be forced to talk to that person or partner with that person because of their rank or how they're viewed in the gym. Sure. And so like, I, I try to make it as unmessy as possible. Is um, is there one, a strict one, rule? Is there a strict rule there? Like, do not date, do not do date, not date students. It's like they know, yeah. and if they do it, yeah, do not date students. Okay, they've screwed around and done it, anyways. 
but I mean, it, I just been, hit my nothing's chair. Been, <laughs> <laughs> nothing's been like terrible, but like there was a, I mean, yeah, it's a pure like authority. It, it, it's a, it's a mistrust in authority. There's a power and, dynamic there that you're, yeah. you're, you're taking advantage of. And, right. and you may not realize it in the moment. And I think sometimes people aren't just even doing it on purpose. They find themselves in that place. But right. when it comes back to bite you in the ass, now you were the boss, right? You're essentially yeah. the boss or the, the manager of this yeah. place. And this is somebody that's working under you, training under right. you. And it does not look good when it comes no. back, if there's a problem. And we've seen all the stuff that's happened, you know, like, and we've seen people you know, overstep their, 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 their line. And, and it's, and, and coaches have said, and not to bring up any coaches, cause I, I can't speak on anything that I don't really know about, but they they apologize to their wife. You know, they're like, I, I shouldn't have done this, but it was consensual. Right. And so they're saying it's consensual. And the other ladies are saying it was not consensual. Right. And it's like, dude, you're, oh God, how bad you're fucking up like you're fucking up so bad that you're like, you don't even realize that you're abusing power that yeah. you are wrong. Like, yeah, you're wrong. Not only are you wrong to your wife, but you're wrong to your, your student because there's a power dynamic there. And even if it was like, maybe there was uncomfortableness or there was some kind of something happened, they felt if they felt like they needed to do it, that's an abuse of authority. And if this was, that's why the military kicks your butt out of the military for stuff like that. Yeah, I think you know, you know, coaches you know, have to also realize like this is a business. And if you have a problem with another student, I mean, it's the same as like, I know this, the equivalent may not be exact, but let me say that, right? When, when you have a new student come in a white belt and then everybody's beating up on that white belt, like they're not gonna come back, right? You're, right. you're screwing with the coach's business. I talk to my like fellow students all the time and I say, yeah, Take it a little easy on the guys. What, like, you yeah. shouldn't be trying to rip a, a a a wrist lock. We had somebody the other day do this. This it was like the kid's third class, and a purple belt was ripping like a a, a wrist lock on this guy. I wasn't at the class. I heard the story later, but it was, <laughs> it was, uh, so much. It, it it wound up in a chat in one of the chats that I have with with some fellow right. uh, from training partners. I mean, it's the same thing. It's just like you're you're fucking with my business. So you know yeah, when, when somebody understands oh, it, you know. Yeah. I may not only lose them, but I'm going to fire you. So now I lost a coach, a student, right. you know, maybe two students and a coach. Um, and I, you know, I think sometimes I, I even, I even know a story that a lot of people don't know about, and I'm not going to, I won't go too deep into it, but where there was a, this is not at my school, just <laughs> for the record, um, where a, uh, a, uh, the owner's son or mm -hmm. yeah, the owner's son, started dating a lot of girls in the gym and that became a problem but he was a, yeah, a he's there problem. and he's a coach um and i believe like you know uh, he has a financial interest in the gym and that but that, that gets around now i i'm hearing it second third hand but right. even that he's not realizing he's just being a guy right he's just yeah. he thinks he's just being a guy but there's a power dynamic even in a young teenage coach. He knows it. You know, he knows it. You think everybody yeah. knows it. You know, you yeah. know when you're the peacock. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know when you're the peacock. <laughs> you know when you're the guy. 
you know when you're the guy that can smash everybody else's girlfriend or boyfriends you yeah. know you're that guy yeah and i guess you feel you that can. you get that push and you're like yeah i'm the I'm, I'm the man and then they use it to 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 get girls and it's like that's not why jitsu was created it's not why the gym was built for you to for you to hook up with a bunch of chicks it was to make people feel comfortable with themselves. It was to give them a healthy outlet. It was to give them self-defense. It was to give them a sport. It wasn't designed so that it was, you know, like especially in places like like top team or things like that where fighters are taking advantage of just regular students. You know, what I mean, like it's it messes it messes with the money and somebody's going to leave the gym and yeah. Do you ever do you ever have to have conversation with students? Do you ever have like oh, you know you see students yeah, starting I, I, to date? I, I've had students come up to me after I've talked to one of my coaches, thinking that they were gonna like like lay into me and be like, "Well, why you got to ask what what's going on with him?" It's like because he's my coach. Number two, because it's not allowed. No, I, I'm three, even. To, let's take it a, a further though. I'm saying student student with another student, yeah. right? Where students start dating each other. Have you ever had to to step I've, in the middle of that? I try not to step too much in, involved in that. So, like, if they're, I tell them, I say, listen, this is what I tell the guy. The lady is usually going to win. I said, so if you're in this relationship and you think like, hey, I really really like this girl and I want to see where it goes, I'm not going to stop you. I'm just going to let you know that you're in it with a year contract. <laughs> you're in a year contract with me. N number two, that women are so are can be so good at what they do is that if they break up with you, all they have to do is show a little bit of attention to somebody else, a little bit of attention to somebody else. And you're going to be in a whole nother world of hurt. You know, and I'm like, you you don't know what she could do to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not going to win this one. Yeah. Like, like if she put, unless, unless she's being super sweet and just is like a nice, and like, if she wants to, to, to turn those, the screws in the unit there, yeah. all she's going to do is just hang out with a couple of your friends and your friends are not going to say no. And then you're going to be sitting there on the outs going like F this, this sucks. I want to quit. Yeah. I'm going to go to a different gym. Because your girl, because the girlfriend that you were digging is now just like, like they don't even have to like be flirtation. They just have to be a, give another man attention, and it's going to drive you crazy. I, so. you know, for for me, I was married up until recently. I, of the nine years that I trained, I I started training after I met my ex wife. So we were dating, living together. Um, my rule for myself just because I never wanted my wife to walk into the gym and be like, oh, look at you being an old chummy with the girls. Um, we have a heavy female presence in my gym, always have. Right. And if they want to roll with me, I, you know, fine. I never really seek out unless it's like one of the yeah. really like tougher girls. It's just like, she's just really one of the guys anyway. She's like, you know, kicking her yeah. asses. Um, I just never got chummy with the girls. For me, it was that I never wanted my wife to walk in the gym and see girls like, oh, hey, Milton, give me, a, you know, how, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm sure most of the girls in my gym are like, man, that guy's such an asshole. He doesn't even say hello. I just never yeah. wanted to get chummy because I was in that situation. Again, now I'm not with my wife yeah. anymore, um, but I still kind of feel that way. Like, I don't want, I, I feel like when you get too friendly, it comes off weird in the gym. We're in a very intimate yeah. sport. 
and then it, it just looks like you're hitting on them. It, it looks like you're up to something, you know, especially if you go to, you know, there are, there's 20 guys and 20 girls on, a, let's say, 10 and 10, you know, 10 guys, 10 girls on the mat. And then you go over and roll with the girls when there's plenty of guys to roll with like that. When I, I, I see that once in a while, I'm like, what are you doing? This guy, what about these guys over here? Why are you rolling with the girls? And we've even had like our male and female classes, like in separate rooms in our gym. We have, it's right. relatively big, I guess, for us. And our, you know, our, our, the owner's husband, wife team, both black belts, both third degree black belts. She would have her own class with the girls and, and some, sometimes we're together and sometimes we're apart. Right. But uh, usually even when the girls are on our side, we they put cones on the mat and like this section is yeah. for the girls and then this is for the guys. Uh, and, and I, I, you know, look, as a as a father, I have, you know, I've only had, had daughters. I have a stepdaughter and my daughter. Yeah. I kind of like that. And I tell people, like, if a woman asks me about training, I'm like, we have a really good school for that. If somebody asks me about MMA, I'm going to say, hey, I want to do jujitsu and I want to fight in the cage. I said, go over to American Top Team. Like, I tell yeah. them the right place to go. I have a kid in this area. Like, OK, find a school that does this or that has a, a bullying program. But uh, when it comes to, you know. We have a great women's program, and again, that they're like I would say, like they're kind of protected. Like there's an eye right. on that, especially post, um, you know, the BS, you know, the fight sports shit that yeah, happened down here in South yeah. Florida. Um, so yeah, I I I feel comfortable telling a woman like, yeah, come to our gym. We have a great program, and your coach is going to be a, a, a woman. So it, it's a good thing. But I, you know, for me, I even to this day, time, you, know, you don't want you don't want to tell them that they're not allowed to train with guys or they're not. Yeah they're not a valuable training partner sure so everything just has to be handled in a in a in a correct manner because i know that there's tons of girls in our gym that that there's three or four guys that they love training with you yeah. know like they're they're they treat them well they they go hard but not so hard that it that they're trying to hurt them or use their, their strength against them it's a good match so it's it's a difficult traverse yeah of, yeah of sure boundaries. i know for i mean i'm i walk around anywhere from like 225 to 230 pounds so like i'm not i'm usually not the right fit for a small right. girl but if i i've yeah. trained with girls and i've like you know okay i'll pull guard or i'll, I'll i operate a little differently um mm. but we've got some big guys in the class and they're smart enough to know i'm not going to go roll with this you know 135 pound woman uh, but yeah. I, I usually just leave it up to the girl. Like a lot of times it's like, oh, people have partnered up. I don't have a partner. There's a girl across the mat and I'll know. I'll be yeah. like, yeah, she's an okay fit for me. Like she's more advanced. Yeah. Or, there's a girl in our, in our school. Her name is Flo. She's tougher than, she's tougher than some of the guys. Most of the time I've rolled with her last night. I even told her that I'm like, yeah, you're my hardest role most days. Um, <laughs> she, she is, she's just, you know, the high level black belt. She's a uh, uh, brown belt and she's competed and you know, she's just, she's on point. And uh, she's tough and she's half my age, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I, I, but I, I enjoy I, when I she seeks me out to roll. Like she came to me and I was like, yeah. absolutely. I'm not going to turn her down. Let's yeah. go. Let's do it. You know, so I mean, that, that, that was just been my personal preference. And, and, and I've been told like, hey, you're overthinking it, but I don't, you know, I, it makes me comfortable. And again, when I was married, it, it made me. It made me more comfortable to know again that my wife wasn't going to walk in, you know, and see me yeah. like being all chummy with people or just rolling around with the girls. Like, really? You just, I only saw you rolling with the girls today. What's going on? You don't tell me that when you come home, you know? So it's <laughs> a mean, bad day. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a bad night, too, right? Yeah. You know, so where, where, where are you coming to us from? You're, you're on the East Coast? I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. Tell everybody where, where your gym is. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina, Black Label Martial Arts. I, uh, I grew up here. I was born and raised. Um, and then I just started uh, like around 18, 
19, I started getting into jiu-jitsu and I wanted to fight. And so then I ended up going to like one school that was not too far from me in, in Hilton Head. And then I moved to Oregon where Team Quest was and I ended up becoming uh, roommates with Evan Tanner. Okay. Um, kind of followed around with him, went to Vegas. Then I moved to Philadelphia for a short time and then landed in uh, Florida. And then all the stuff started happening with my, my spine and stuff like that. I coached for a bit and then Laborio was leaving uh, top team. Or at least he was going to Orlando and I was like, I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. It's like, there's so many factions that were in, that were in that, that, that gym that like your 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 guy if your guys it's like your guys getting out of it's like a prison you know like you got different you got you got your different gang <laughs> i've never heard anybody put it like that but i get guy, it yeah and your guy's getting out and he's like shit <laughs> yeah. i better get out too oh wow right, so i got out and, and opened my gym in 2015 um and been doing well you know been learning how to manage not just money not just school but like culture and atmosphere um and trying to get it to a point where i where i want it you know and like in the beginning i had a lot of uh like i almost adopted a school like where school went out of business and i and i gained a lot of followers from there and then some of the people just weren't I mean, they were nice. They just weren't right for the culture that I was trying to create. And then you always get the, you know, the guys that you can't ever make happy. You know, like it doesn't yeah. matter what the hell you do. It doesn't matter how how well you teach. They're just not going to be happy. They're just they're just not happy people. And sometimes jujitsu doesn't make you a better person. It just it makes you more quiet than you have ever been when you're a white belt purple, brown, and black, you just, it just, it, it amplifies who you already are. Yeah. Right. Because now you can swipe and you can do whatever you want and you can have the ego and this and that. And so you see that kind of happen slowly when you start to belt people that they're, they change a bit and you're like, ah, oh, dude, don't change. The reason why you got this belt is because of who you are. Yeah. Don't change it to some other person. And so right now we have a really good culture and I feel good teaching my classes and I feel good being around the people I'm around. And I feel good around the kids that I coach. So, because I coach all my kids' classes. Sure. So that's like one thing that I think no, like black belt owner does. You know, they. But I, I love the kids. We win a ton of tournaments. Um, I mean, yeah. I, we have like, I think we're like an unbeaten streak right now of like nine, nine wins. Nice. In different cities. Yeah. So we're. I really love teaching the kids. I love teaching. I like teaching the adults too, but yeah, you know, it's, it's always, it's always the, I think the kids is more rewarding than anything else. Um, not to say I don't love teaching adults. I love, I love teaching adults. I love teaching higher level stuff. Um, I, but I, the kids are always genuine with their, with their actions. You know where so you stand I, with a kid, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they're happy, they're happy. When they're sad, they're sad. When they're upset, they're upset. And, but there's no like, oh, like that, like the belt, the belt stuff, you know, like where, where everybody's like, you, you know, you kind of like get wind of what's going on with, with people because you hear like, oh, well, this person's wondering when they're going to get their blue belt. 
you know, and like they've been talking about it a bunch. You know, like, just shut up. Like, you know, like. Do you relax. make them wait longer? Honestly, do you make them wait a little longer when they start asking? If they've ever asked, if they ask me, it's six months. So okay. I had six months to whatever I thought I was going to give it to them. <laughs> I've, done, I've done that before, yeah. That's a lot and of time. It's a lot That's a lot of time, time if they were about to get it, if they were like scheduled to get it when yeah. they don't realize it. I've never asked. I, I've, I, as a matter of fact, I asked my coach to wait only because I, I did. I was my my first coach's first student. I trained with him um, from the time that he opened his. I actually we traded marketing, so like I traded marketing for for lessons, and um, I was like his only student in the beginning. So I was like going to class for two hours ev like every day, and basically getting a one on one most days. And then students started to come right. in. So I got my belt relatively quickly. I wanted to compete. He he was going to give me my belt like before Christmas. And I said, hey, there's a tournament. I want to compete. There's, I want to do my first tournament. And it was in January. And I said, can you push the promotion until after I do this? Let me compete once at white belt because then I would have been at blue. Okay. So I want to try this. Let me try to white belt. So I asked him to push it off and he did. Uh, so then I wound up getting my belt really at like my seventh month right after that competition, which I did well at it. And I was like, I felt like now I actually felt yeah. like I deserved it. I didn't understand that like a lot of gyms would. Some gyms, it would be one or two years at white belt. Um, but I was really le legitimately helping him coach, you know, training uh, two hours a day, six days a week, yeah. you know, going to open mats, traveling to open mats to, with him to, to to see his friends and doing an open mat. So I was like, really, like, I like dove, got into this, like, heavy. I, I tell yeah. people, I loved jujitsu before I even got on the mat because I was such a UFC fan. I'm like, I got to learn this part. And I just right. loved it day one. I knew before I even got on the mat. And I had wrestled a little bit, so I kind of, you know, in, in junior high. So I kind of knew what I was getting into a little bit. I wasn't, like, afraid of being on a mat and having somebody grab me. Right. But but anyway, go ahead. No, no. So, I mean, you can definitely get if, – if you were spending two hours a day, three hours a day training, you can get good pretty fast. Yeah. You know, like, for me, like, so my my – usually it's two years for me. Um, because I feel like the blue belt is more important than any other belt. And I feel like a lot of other gyms, they put the blue belt as the least important. Oh, he's just a blue belt. You know, it's like, yeah, because you gave the guy a blue belt, not you, because you've been training two hours every day, but you gave the guy a blue belt who's been training three days a week, one hour, yeah. one hour a day at, at, at eight months or nine months, or the guy's not a good blue belt. You know, I mean, maybe he'll grow into it. He's better than a white, than a, beginner white belt but like my idea of a blue belt should be no matter what age you are no matter what size you are if a person comes in and has no collegiate or let's say state champion or collegiate level wrestling you should be able to dominate that person because they don't know jiu-jitsu sure and if you think you say okay the blue belt means i know jiu-jitsu so it means i can I can submit them. I can hold them down. I can get dominant position, you know, like, and you're, you're 40 and the guy's 19. You should be, still be able to do that. Yeah. There's, of course he's going to be stronger, but he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Sure. Yeah. So that's how I feel. And then also I want to see judgment. I want to see people make uh, choices in the middle of their grappling that are smart choices. You know what I mean? Like not just like, they have to be able to chain together their their choices of what they're doing and and see them actively making corrections to what they're doing um because 
past blue purple is like means that you're good at jujitsu you know like that's what I, how i look at it i mean blue says you know jujitsu purple means you're good at jujitsu and then brown is just like the beginning of 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 learning how to be a black belt and you know so there's when i when people use the blue belt and then blue belts come over to us and they get just molly by our white belts it's it's because there's a standard for for that and i I would rather have them quit as a white belt yeah than them quit as a blue belt you know what i mean it's also extremely hard because people are getting having babies getting married during all of this time you know so it's difficult It's, it's difficult to keep somebody there for five years yeah you know in one place i didn't move out of my area my wife and i were looking for a house and we wound up buying a house and a a huge part of that was i didn't want to be too far i was literally i lived in a development behind the school that i'm in now he's actually moved within the the shopping center but i'm gone I've, i've been going to the same gym i found him after my gym my original gym closed which was close and then i was just like i don't want to drive and Oh wow, there's a jiu-jitsu gym here. It's a fights. It was a fight sports location at the time. And I was like, oh, this is great. It's not anymore. Um, and uh then when I, you know, after being there for four or five years and then we start looking for how I'm like, I don't want to move out of the area. This is like important. These are my friends. Right. There's like, you know, some yeah. of these people like like, you know, start to become like family. And yeah. uh, you know, I I don't want to switch to another gym. It had nothing to do with the belts, but and my wife was doing kickboxing in the area as well, just like, uh, call it dance fighting, you right. know, like the I Love Kickboxing type places, but she fell in love okay, with her yeah. place and she had her really close friends and things like that. So it, it was why we stayed in the area and we, we, I still am. I moved again and I'm still like literally just a couple of minutes away from the gym, if that. Uh, so uh, yeah, it just becomes a, a huge part of, of, of your life and you know, you, know, you don't wanna be jumping around. Um, one of the reasons I even go to your point about you know, the level, the amount of training, like, you know, kind of on the cusp, black belt could be any, at any point now in my near future. And, uh, you know, definitely like in the last six months kicked up my training because in my mind, I'm like, wow, this is getting close. I want to earn it. I don't want to be a three day. And I've been a three day, you know, again, I'm an older guy, business family. Uh, I've been a three, three day a week guy, one hour, day, like, and I know those yeah. times. And I've also been, you know, again, five, two hours a day, five, six days a week. So uh, I definitely kicked up my training because I want to, I want to know that I've earned it. I don't want anybody to look at me and be like, oh, well, you know, he's hardly ever here. He got a black belt, you know? Um, and I just love the sport. I mean, I yeah. just love it. I mean, I, there's no place that I'd rather be than at the gym, you know, doing this or being at the gym are my two favorite places. So. Um, right. let, let's go back to talk about a little bit. You, you mentioned MMA. You, you've actually coached. You did you coach yeah. uh, MMA at at ATT? Did you co- you coach yeah, some I fighters? Did. Yeah, I who, did. Who were some um, of the fighters that you coached that you worked with? I worked with uh, Kimbo. Okay, Kimbo was was probably the the biggest name that I worked with, um, and he's. <laughs> I, I I heard you talk about it. So I actually this was yeah. uh from his he had a fight down here. Uh what was these the showtime organization? It was uh before Elite XD. Uh, when it was Elite XD he fought in South Florida. I don't know if you yeah. were with uh, I think the guy I think the person that he wound up fighting was like a replacement. It was um, it the guy who knocked out uh Seth Pet- Seth Petrozelli? I want to say Seth Pajelli. Is that it? I, I think he had like red hair, 
Was he supposed yeah. to? Did he fight Tank Abbott or did he Kimbo fight Tank Abbott? He did or no? fight Tank Abbott at some point. Maybe I don't know if that. I think that's the one. I think this was the he one. It was like Tank down Abbott. in down in Miami, and yeah. I got. I actually worked for a production company. Nothing to do with MMA, but they got tickets right. and they gave me the tickets. And when I heard you talk about it on the podcast, I dug, I was like, I know where this is. So I dug yeah, this yeah. out. To, that's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. They they gave. They, you know, it was like a. I don't know. I want to say it's his coming out part. I don't know if that was his first like real MMA fight. That might have been. And right. they, I mean, they had like they gave these were like on every seat when you walked in. So it was like they were really trying That's to push awesome. him. Yeah. So I, yeah, I had that. I dug that out. <laughs> well, he was an awesome guy, man. If he would have gotten in MMA a little bit sooner, yeah, it would have been very very interesting because he also liked jujitsu. That was the that's the crazy thing. He wasn't like I worked with a ton of guys that that were very very good at what they did and didn't want to learn anything else about the sport. Like sure. in order for me to teach you how not to get caught in an arm bar, I have to show you how to do an arm bar. Yeah. So when I show you how to do an arm bar, like, because I'm telling you like, Hey, an arm bar is going to happen. You generally, there's going to be a foot on the hip, you know? And so like, I walk them through the different things. I show them what makes it tight. And then I got to show them how to deconstruct it. So I got put in a lot of charge for a lot of wrestlers uh, to show them how not to get caught in submissions. Um, some guys were awesome. Some guys were just jerks. <laughs> you know, you know, some guys that, that, that are like, they're, they want the, they want the quick pill and I'm giving them the quick pill, but I got to show them first what, what things they got to look out for and how, like, if you're going to, if you're going to learn how to do a, get out of a guillotine, I'm going to show you how to do a guillotine because that's going to help you understand how to deconstruct everything, right? Like the angles, everything, the way they, they're crunching their body. How are you going to get their arm up in the air? How are you going to start attacking the grips? So I worked with uh, uh, Scoggins, um, the 125-1 champion, uh, Jared Brooks. Okay. Um, some of the Ur Urbina brothers. Um I mean, I was always kind of like scattered. Like, so like I worked with Yoel Romero. Romero, yeah. Uh, to tell you a guy that who was so good at grappling and knew so little jujitsu <laughs> that, it, but it just didn't matter. Like, like I remember like Laborio telling me like, Hey, work on hip escapes with him. I'm like, with Romero? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I work on hip escapes. That was during the, I believe the Tim Kennedy fight. Maybe it was after, but it was for the Tim Kennedy fight, I think. And I was, I was, I thought for sure that Tim Kennedy was going to, would have submitted him, like if it went to the ground. But I mean, Yoel was just a monster. That's the truth of it. Like, yeah. like he may right. not know what he's doing in jujitsu, but he's not going to get, he's not going to get submitted. Well, he had that wrestling pedigree though, right? I mean, that yeah, was yeah. The, the big thing. So he can hand, right. somewhat handle himself with, you know, takedowns and, 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 yeah. um, and some groundwork, but, but maybe you know, jujitsu wasn't his forte. Jujitsu wasn't his forte. Being yeah. on his back was forte. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, it, there's always the guys that like. I, I shortly worked with Joe Schilling, um, and I would say that, like, I'm not even sure if he would even remember this, uh, because I, I remember I, I I didn't really follow kickboxing too much, right? So I didn't know that he was special. You know, so I didn't treat him very, I didn't treat him special. I was just like, okay, <laughs> I wasn't with him, showing him some stuff. And then he went to the, then he went to the adult jiu-jitsu class. 
Um, and he uh, was trying to do jiu-jitsu with them. So he was like working. He was actually trying to do jiu-jitsu with other jiu-jitsu people. He's losing to basic. It's uh, my dog. Hey, That's Layla, okay. come on. Come lay down. Stop whining. Uh, so he would. Uh, so he was like, he was losing to these guys, you know, just like regular Joe Schmoes. And no, no care about it. Just trying to trying actual jiu-jitsu moves that he was just taught. Um, and I'm like, hey, man, if you really, if you stick with this, you can be really good one day, you know? And I'm like, and then later I look at, I'm like looking up like different things. Yeah. Something comes along that it's like Joe Schilling is a part of American Top Team. And I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> I'm talking to this guy. Like, I, I thought I thought he was just like a schmo off the street. They, like a, a, maybe a semi-pro that they gave me like, hey, help him out a little bit, work work on some stuff with him. And I'm like, you know, and I'm nice and everything. I'm I'm, and he was a great student. And then he went into the adult class, and I'm like, man, this guy really wants to really wants to get better because he's his ground game isn't good, but he's working on it. And I gave him a good pat on the back and said, "Hey, good luck in your career. <laughs> I think you'll do really well." And I didn't know that he was—he like, he, he was already—he was already killing it in kickboxing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. He was—he yeah. was the man. Yeah. So, Fine, you know, he hit those moments. It, that, that's a good lesson into like you never know. I, once you start training in martial arts, I think you have a lot more respect. Like if anybody that starts fights or you know gets in the fight, like you have a lot more respect and like probably a little bit more quiet. You know, you yeah. lose the ego a little bit because you're like, you just never know who you're talking. Like, if I can do this, I don't know that that guy's not training somewhere, right? I mean, look right. at Joe. I think Joe Schilling's the guy that knocked out the guy in the bar that like got in his face a little bit, right? Yeah. That's Joe, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that guy. That guy had no clue who was who. Who Joe Schilling was, and and look, right. put him on his ass. And uh, good for Joe. He got. Uh, I think they found him innocent of uh, those charges, innocent, right? Yeah. So uh, so good for him. But yeah, you, that, that's a good lesson to, right there, man. Hit him first. Yeah, he did right. He gave him like give him one of these, like hey, hey, you know, like yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah don't, wrong yeah, guy. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Even I mean that, that was that was a stupid move because I mean you still see like he's not like a small guy. I think he was taller than that guy, and he's like you know Much obviously bigger. looks in shape. Yeah. And this guy yeah. still did you know he didn't think he was going to get anything back, but yeah, that's kind of funny. So hey, listen, let's move into uh, we're gonna do uh, we do these questions that uh, like a lot of people give us uh, like the same questions when we ask for questions online. So we do this and we call this the the drill down. There's my sound effects guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these are we used to call it a speed round. It's no longer speed round. You can elaborate on any of these things, but I'll just ask like the most common questions that we get from people. So we just wind up asking every guest these same questions. All right, so uh, gee or no gee, what's your preference? Okay. Take down or pull guard. Oh, oh man. <laughs> That's a hard one. It's a hard one. Listen, I like winning takedowns, but I'm not great at takedowns. Yeah. So it's like if if I, if it would I rather see somebody pull guard and start action right away, or would I rather see two heavyweights push each other around the mat for 30 minutes? I would rather pull see guard. somebody pull guard and start jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. I for let's me the, I'm I'm a, I'm a guard puller. I'm not ashamed to say it. Uh most of the time it's because I'm usually bigger than the person and if I try to take them down even though I'm not the best at takedowns, 
if I fall on top, I'm going to hurt them. I'm usually doing it, not doing it because I'm protecting the other person. I don't compete a lot, so I don't, or I, I haven't competed in years, so I'm not necessarily like training for that. My my training isn't so that I can go compete with other people. My training is for me, and I've right. also got to wake up in the morning and go to work. You know, so I, I feel like that. Like we talked about the scrambles, I feel like that's where people get hurt. So I'm usually going to pull guard, and a lot of it's because I'm usually the bigger guy. Uh, music during rolling, yes or no? No. No no music playing in the gym at all? So people will turn music on, and I'm cool with that. I'm not in control of that. If somebody wants to hook their phone up to the, to the Bluetooth, that's fine. But generally, you shouldn't be thinking too much. Like Music shouldn't be too much of a part of your, your training. Like you're, you're getting – people are trying to beat you up, man. Like, you know, you, people are trying to win mat, this, this rolling matches with you. So I don't know how you can concentrate on what music's going on. And like, I'm only, I'm so dialed in when I'm doing anything. I'm not listening. See, I, for me, the music yeah. gets me more dialed in. It's, it's for to almost anything that I'm doing. Like it just, uh, yeah. it turns off my internal dialogue, like, so that I'm not thinking about work or I'm not thinking about other yeah. things. And it's, it's uh, like, I sleep with a little noise machine. It, yeah, me too. It, it makes me, it turns off the other thinking and I'm focusing on that, the sound, right? So it's almost the same thing when I'm rolling music for me. And then I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, again, I'm I'm not doing it to compete or be in a WNO. So it's just like, a, it's also kind of like fun. And every once in a while, like somebody puts something on and then like, a, like the most inappropriate song will come on. Whether it's just like just yeah. something silly or a kid song or like Baby Shark, uh, I don't anything like that. Yeah. I think those are funny, and I'll start to sing them to my to my partner, and uh, just like, <laughs> I, just like to, have, to just play around with them a little bit. If you did control the music, what's your go to? What, what what's your what kind of music do you listen to? I mean, rap is always going to be kind of like the rap is the ego music, right? Sure. So rap is is great ego music. And it helps you get pumped up and make you feel like you're the best person on earth, right? Yeah. Because that's basically all rap says. I'm number one. I'm yeah. the best. Um, but I also really like 90s alternative. So okay. 90s alternative, something like that. I let whoever whoever wants to put the music on, I'm fine with. I'm, sure. I'm not thinking. <laughs> now, you got a black label yeah. shirt on. That's the name of your I gym. Do. Yes. Is it any relation to, and I'm not a big rock guy, but like Black Label Society or something, right? Isn't there like a rock group or something like that? No. Like, no, rela no relation. No, there was no intended uh, relation. No. I, I used to skate, and there was a Black Label Skateboards. Okay. And and Mike Vallely used to skate for them. And I was obsessed with, with some of his uh, skating videos or when skating was popular, they had – like you know, like like highlights sure. of like a DVD, and so that's probably where it came into my brain and just stuck. Sure. And I was like, well, "That's a good name," you know. So that's how it happens. There you go. That's how now, it happens. We talked about like your your life is consumed by jujitsu, the videos, the social media, yeah. the seminars. Do you are you like a consumer of some of those same things? Are you on social media watching other people's stuff? Are you watching the WNOs? Are you watching, you know, flow grappling? Any of that stuff? No, no. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. I don't look at anybody's social media. Really? Um, I don't look at anybody's social media. Really? Um, 
I have some friends that I, that I really like on social media sure. that that I'll that if they pop up, I'll take a look at it. Maybe it's there's some things in me that I don't like to. So like a writer, a writer can't read books a lot of times because if you're then it's almost like you take like you're, you're stealing, stealing yeah. from them and because you're doing it unconsciously, but you're like you're kind of stealing from them and you're a creator yourself. So you don't want to, to really steal from other creators. You want your own your own stuff on it. And so if I if I watch look at too much of somebody else's stuff, I, I'm going to lean towards what they do. And sure. lean. so yeah, I try not to look at too much stuff um, unless it's something that I'm that I'm learning. So like if I'm learning a, a position, and I'm getting better. I'll, I'll look at that. But just flipping through different people's stuff, I, I know who's good. You know, there's some really good guys out there, and I know who's good, and I know who I would like to watch, but it's I got so much time doing my own stuff that if I start to look at their stuff, what the hell am I going to do? The the match <laughs> sometimes I watch later. Sure. Um, I'm I'm a play by play guy first, so I read the play by play, and then I'll watch. Um, it's like I, I wanted to watch Marigali and and Duarte, but I heard it was an awful match, so I'm glad I didn't watch it. It was what Duarte faking takedowns the entire time. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I, watch it. Play by play. Yeah, yeah. I, I get. I, so, I see what you mean. It makes sense. I do that with the UFC a lot of times. I do try to catch the events. I I missed this weekend's, and I was just like, I messaged a buddy. I'm like, is this worth watching? Should I, you know, do I? Am I waiting? Do I buy this pay per view the next day, or yeah. should I wait? And he was just like, no, it was good, but you know, you can. It's, you could probably wait. I'm like, all right, yeah. and then and then uh, the UFC for the first time put like the whole main event. I mean, not, uh, not the main event, the main card. Um, they put, even though it was two rounds, um, they put the whole yeah. thing on, on their, on their YouTube. They, I don't think they've ever done that where they put the actual, like the championship okay. fight on YouTube right at, right after it, you know, so. Probably because there's poor pay-per-views. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> I, we, he and I discussed, I said, uh, or he said, maybe it's, I think that they're really trying, they feel like, um, uh, I'm almost going to say Sugar Shane, Sugar because this guy said Sugar Shane before. Uh, Sugar Sean, I think maybe they're, or he said maybe that they're really trying to push him. They believe that he's going to hold this belt for a while, and they wanted to, you know, they want to get, you know, extend the fan base. And uh, then right. I, you know, maybe it's well, it's all over the internet five minutes after anyway. So maybe at least right. they can control that, and people are going to repost their stuff, and then they get the following and so on. So who who knows? But um, but yeah, I, I I do what I do exactly what you, what you just said too. Sometimes I'll be like, is it worth me watching? Should I just catch the it's highlights? Yeah, man. It's I mean, too much to consume. I watched I watched the UFC, the last one, and it was good. Yeah, it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, it was, but I mean, that's what that's what they're doing to us now with UFC. They're they're giving us so much rather than putting together a great a great UFC card, a pay per view. They're putting together one or two good fights and then other good fights, but those are like, those should be on, those should be free. The other fight yeah. should be on the fight night and some of the fight night headlines should be on the pay-per-view. I mean, that's the way it happens, right? Sometimes so, those, but, the, 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 the younger guys, the guys that are coming up sometimes, or a lot of times, like just like the women fight, sometimes they just I feel mean, like they have are, more to prove and they're, they're better fights. I mean, look what the, what we're getting over in, in Australia. Adesanya versus Sean Strickland. I think, I mean, I, nothing taken away from Sean Strickland. He could win that fight. 
guaranteed. He could win that fight. He could knock him out. But Sean Strickland's ranked number five, right? So you have the champion fighting a ranked number five. And because you needed us, Adesanya in Australia, you know, so it's like, that's what happens when you don't make a, a big enough card, you know, is that you get the main event and you're like, the main event's like, kind of like, well, Adesanya is a plus, is a, is a negative 300, you know, and you, you shouldn't have fights like that as main events where, where a guy is so favored, you know, in the, in the fight. And I mean, they should have, they should have packed the, the card better. Yeah. I, I think I'm I'm not the biggest Strickland fan only because I'm not big on the talkers. Like I'm not, yeah. uh, I, I, I want to see them do it on the mat and I don't know. I, I think I, he's genuinely crazy. So there's, there's, <laughs> I mean, like, like, I don't think you can do anything about it. Like, I mean, I he actually got. I mean, do you re, like he actually got famous when he was uh, that uh, Orlando, the, the 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 guy that passed away. Uh, I forget his uh, his full name. Or, Sanchez. Or, uh, Orlando Sanchez. Um, yeah. They were gonna grapple, and yeah. he caught his. He gave him a little of this, like you know, Strickland yeah. kind of had a little bit of an yeah. underhook, and he gave him this, and he caught his uh, he caught his hand, yeah, yeah. and then Strickland kicked him, and they got into a little bit of a, a little bit of a scrap, and then the guys broke. That's what really. Made him, he was Pushed training for a out. UFC fight, but that's what made him popular. People like, oh, they yeah. found they found that, and then that took off, and then people started watching him, hearing the crazy shit that he had. I I feel like they've moved him because he's been a talker, not because he's been the best fighter. I mean, that's my opinion. I forget who he. I mean, yeah, he, I think he just dispatched one of the guys they thought was going to beat him. Yeah, who was Magma Magomedov? guy yeah was but was that guy of like a, a, a last minute replacement though didn't they didn't he come in as a replacement no, towards the PFL. end like two weeks PFL. out okay okay but i still think, PFL, didn't, I think but i still think that wasn't a scheduled fight i think he still was a replacement maybe i'm wrong yeah maybe listen maybe. i don't know it seems like sean Strickland fights it hell of a lot yeah you know he's it seems so when he said he wasn't going to be fighting Adesanya, I knew he was going to be fighting Adesanya. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not, that fight's not going to happen. It's like, yeah, dude, you're a fighter, and you're and like he says, he's a prize fighter. He fights yeah. for money, and they're going to offer him just enough that he's going to say yes. Yeah. So there's really no other fights in the middleweight division. I'm going to watch. You know what? That that fight's more appealing to me though. From like, so like, I don't have like, oh, that guy's my favorite fighter, but I have fighters that I don't like, like in boxing. Yeah. I don't like Mayweather and I've watched every Mayweather fight because I don't I'm waiting to watch, see him get his ass knocked out. And, uh, you know, I don't know the guy and I'm not, uh, you know, Sean Strickland. I don't, no. you know, other than just like seeing the crazy shit that he says, I want to I'm going to tune in because I want to see him get knocked out. That's me. I mean, I'm, no. you know, I'm not the biggest fan. And I don't and, I, and this is coming from somebody who I don't like Adesanya because he's a talker as well. He's just like yeah. talks so much shit. Uh, so I'm usually like I like the guys that are a little bit more reserved and you know like yeah. you know do it on do it in the ring, you know like I don't yeah. like John Jones with all the bullshit. I don't like Conor McGregor because of all the talking. I usually I wind up I I thank God I'm not a better, but I'm usually rooting against them and they always win anyway though you know. So. Yeah. Well, I mean that's there's a certain amount of confidence you got to have, and then you see other you see. Sean or not Sean? Um, you see, God dang it, uh, Chael Sonnen. Yeah, and what Chael Sonnen's done is sounded like the most pro wrestling. I, I guess the most fake 
things you can ever say, yeah. right? I, like he even says it with with a fake voice, and it got him championship fights. Yeah, and then you see Colby Covington, who's probably getting paid by Dana White just for saying things right now and not even fighting. He's probably not even he's not even fighting right now, and he's being guaranteed a welterweight title shot in England against Leon. Right, that's what they're saying. Yeah. It's it almost goes against you for not having an opinion on your opponent. It's it's a sh- this is it's a business like we talked about with the, it's yeah. a business and that makes uh, makes for a good fight or more eyeballs and and right. it, it, they wind up you know whether or not you the fight's going to be good it winds, happens. Yeah. yeah. If it gets you the fight it gets you the fight. What am I going to say, you know, good good for them. I'm just not the biggest fan of it, you know, so I, I mean, but, look what happened to Masvidal. Masvidal got into a fight backstage, said a, a lot, one line, three pieces of soda. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden he's wearing, like, Gucci velour <laughs> bar yeah. face yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, he, he fell into that, like, you know, like all of a sudden they're going to give him, like, what, Street Jesus? Yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, if if he had if he would have walked away from that like that that version of himself he would not be getting paid what he was getting paid yeah and look he's got his own organization and i think he's they air it on fight pass too you know like uh, dana white's yeah. been really great about uh getting his you know i don't i would call them like the minor leagues to what the ufc is right, right. um uh khabib has like eagle fc right and i think yeah. that aired on on fight pass and now he's uh masvidal's organization is airing on fight pass so um yeah look again it's eyeballs it, it we're in a world where it's all about the eyeballs and how many people are following you and how many people are tuning right. in so well all right so I, i've got a couple of more questions for you and then we're okay. gonna let you go these will be short so we have uh uh well let's say we talked about fighting who's your favorite competitor to watch bjj or mma so i answered this a while back so i i really like the diaz brothers um jiu-jitsu and 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 boxing um i my favorite mma fighter ever was uh joakim hansen um from pride days okay so if you don't know him look just look up one highlight and he's he's the man yeah he's probably the most ferocious guy great wrestling great jiu-jitsu great striking um came from norway um and he fought a bunch of the best fight to watch is probably eve edwards I'm Inari, Cal Uno. This was back in the day. Um, and I would say jiu-jitsu-wise, I really like watching. Unfortunately, I liked watching Leandro Lowe. So I, I never missed like mm. a Leandro Lowe match because I watched, I love watching scrambles. I love watching him come up for like a, a sweep in the, in the last 30 seconds, you know, and, yeah. and, and steal the match. Um, I think I, the Rotolo brothers are probably going to be my – my my next choice of of guys that I really 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 enjoy watching their yeah. matches. Super um, fun. They're the reason I'm I yeah. st- I'm starting to tune into uh, to One FC now. Right. Um, you know, on getting watching them on Prime. I I love. I mean, they're on every major card now. So yeah. they're yeah, super fun to watch, man. Those scrambles and just the way they move. It's like, how do they do that? I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine Especially. doing that at, at nineteen. Uh, I couldn't imagine doing it now, but I I couldn't even imagine doing it as a young guy. It's like Jesus, yeah. how do you not break every you know joint 
rip every ligament, you know, doing some of the things they do. No, I think, I think they're, they're on another level and we'll see what happens, but that they're, even their instructionals are, are better than most other people's instructionals. Okay. And it's like, so these guys are like, they're operating at a very, very high level, like at a very young age, you know, mature, maturity wise, like, it's just like you think about it, like a basketball player, like what's their, what's their basketball IQ, you know, like what's their IQ, their jujitsu IQ is so high that, yeah, that, that they're able to do some things that I don't think other people are able to do. Cause they, other people don't fully understand it, you know, built in so. training partner, right. From, from birth, from you know, birth, to go home, nice I go to the have. gym and train and then go home and you're training with your brother, you know, your brother, so I've seen some of this yeah. stuff in the garage and they really go at it. And so, so, the they're they're amazing yeah man all right our very last question do you or do you not wash your jiu-jitsu belt i don't wash it ever ever I've and now why i'm the black belt I don't even, <laughs> even before that at, at, at your lower belts you never washed them never never no. okay I mean, I, I, it wasn't like I, like I, like I kept it out of the wash. I always left my belt in the car. Okay. So, uh, like you know, I, got, I would take my geared stuff in, and my belt would always stay in the car because that's the one thing that that doesn't change. So there's know? not there's, the uh, like uh, my mojo is in the belt, or the blood and the sweat of all of my fallen opponents is in my belt. It's not because of I any mean, of that stuff. You could say that. It's kind of, it's kind of a <laughs> it's funny the old school. Thing. It's the old yeah, school reasoning. I, I would have, you know, I have several belts. Sure. You know, you know, I have my first black belt, which is in shreds. So it's 10 years old, a 10 year old belt. And then I have my other belt that I don't know when I got it. It's, it just goes up. As soon as I'm done, I hang it up. It goes, I have like a little, a little uh, hook on my, in my gym. I just put it on the hook and that's it. Okay. And sure. One day uh, something will happen to that belt or it'll tear or something will happen and I'll buy a new belt, but I'm not going to wash it because. Oh, you might show up to the gym one day and that thing is walking around training on its own. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Listen, so, I, I, I never understood it. Like if I create a new disease, then I create a new disease. <laughs> I mean, I, like, the 20th COVID variant coming off your belt. Yeah. Yeah. All, everybody can point at me and be like, this guy didn't want to clean his belt. And then I'd, maybe I'll get some more followers. There you go. <laughs> all right. So listen, Maliki, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, let me give you a minute. Do you yeah. have anybody at your work? Yeah. You know, we didn't talk about BioPro. Uh, you, you're, uh, you're also uh, working with BioPro. I am on that. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, Do you love it? Do, what, tell me, tell me what you, what you it's think. It's working a lot for me, man. Like, so aside from the facts that I'm feeling better, like I'm feeling more like rejuvenated when I wake up I'm feeling like, usually I wake up at like 1030, right? So I'm waking up at 830 in the morning now and, mm. and not feeling like I want to go right back to sleep. Sure. Um, I'm, my hair started growing again. So if you see here, Really? Like a mullet growing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I couldn't my hair did not grow forever. It just stopped like right there. And and uh I, I've been pairing that with my with uh physical therapy. So I've been luckily I paid off my deductible. So I have physical therapy and 
I'm I'm getting I feel like I'm getting stronger faster. Sure. Um, you know, like it, I don't it's not steroids, but it's damn good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean, like it's, I've it's, been. This is my. I'm just about to finish my second box. I'm also taking the uh, the the nighttime. I don't know if you do you mm-hmm. do the nighttime as well. I do the night. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm religious. I don't, yeah. I don't because if I feel like something's working, can't I'm, stop. My, <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, why would you stop and 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 test it out? You know, yeah. like because I'm actually having improvements in my health. I'm having more. I'm able to train more. I'm able to. I'm having less pain, like painful days. My my physical therapy is going faster, and and I'm feeling better quicker. So yeah, the bioprotein is like people ask me, is this for real? I'm like, yeah, it's for real. I mean, I don't know what you know what you're looking to have ha- happen for you, but you still got to have a healthy diet. You still got to work out. Yeah. You still got to try to do these things. But having that little bit of extra kick, that little bit of extra help is yeah. you, you take it, you yeah. know, especially if you've been an athlete and you know how hard it is to get your recovery. It's so yeah, yeah I'm I'm on it. I've been on it for four months and I'm probably never coming off of it. Yeah, man. I'm uh, um this is my like I said, I'm about to finish my second box. I gotta I gotta place another order. Um I definitely you know, I'm not ashamed to say, you know, again, 50 years old, uh, I was looking for something not only to help me out in the gym and like, hey, I just don't put on muscle as much. I feel like I work out as much as I did before and I don't yeah. see the results. Um, but what I saw pretty quickly was sex drive increased. Um, I definitely feel like I'm seeing better results in the gym. And a big thing that I've been talking about forever on the show, way before I even even heard of BioPro was like the brain fog and me like re- recall, like trying to remember yeah. words or the name of somebody, especially doing this. I'd be like, ah, what, uh, you know, and I got the computer in front of me and I could look something up, but right. I th- that's gotten better. That's gotten better. And I'm more comfortable just, you know, having a conversation and remembering something again, you know, at mm-hmm. 50, that was like a huge concern. I'm like, what's going on? And it's just, you know, yeah, this is normally what happens, yeah. right? You start to, you know, forget things. Right. So th- those are the things that it's helped me with. So like, as, I can't see myself not taking it. I don't see right. a time where I'm like, I feel like it works and I'm going to continue. I actually had somebody call me recently and he asked me, and I was like, Hey Mo, is this for the show? Or are you really like, is this working? I'm like, dude, I yeah. honestly, I flow and roll. I wear their shirts. Faith IT. Yeah. Like he's my IT guy. He put in the security system right. in my house. Like I'm actually working with the people that sponsor us. And this is like something that I don't think that I would stop. I, yeah. I, I was like, I'm I gave really him a thumbs up. That stuff too. You know, like I'm really careful with who I who I partner with and what I what I because then nobody trusts you later. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing is that is that if I wasn't seeing results, then I'm not going to say anything. Like, I'm not going to talk poorly about it. Yeah. I'm just not going to continue it. Yeah. And and there's no reason for you know just to get like why would I just get the he gives me the 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 um, supplements. Why would I just say like hey I don't want the supplements. Yeah. Well, it's, know, it's, like, and no, it's consistency that, too, right? You have to be consistent yeah. with it. You've got to take it. Um, yeah. And, you know, um, like you said, 
you've got to be working on. You can't just take this and it's just like, oh, I'm seeing these amazing results. Maybe it would help with like, I guess, like the brain fog and maybe with sex drive. Right. But if you want to improve your physical appearance and you want to get better and stronger, you've got to be doing things that are going to make you get better and stronger, right? It's not going to build muscle without building, building muscle. So, right. yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm going to keep on taking it. And uh, I hope they're working with us for a really long time. So, uh, but, okay, so I interrupted there. I was saying, do you have anybody else that you want to shout out besides BioPro? No, so uh, uh, BioPro has been amazing to me. They've been taking care of me. Um, gameness, gameness takes okay. care of me. Um, you know, uh, I think I think I'm so I'm, I'm happy with with working with gameness because as for my for my brain, how old I am is gameness has been around for ever. yeah. I, I, I remember seeing them on. Uh... They, they yeah. sponsor a lot of, they were sponsoring a lot of the organizations early on, right? They were, uh, yeah. I don't know yeah, if they, yeah. did they have their own event at one point? I feel like it was, it was something else. Yeah. Casa Grosha was an event. Okay. And I think they were tied together with them. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm with Gameness. I, I love their stuff and I love the attitude and the mindset behind it. You know, like that fits me much better than, and I've turned down a whole bunch. I've always turned down like different sponsors and stuff like that because it just didn't fit my, 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 my mindset of my brand of sure. who I am. Um, and then there's, I don't know, myself, madlabbgj.com. I was going to say, tell everybody where, to <laughs> yeah. remind everybody where your, where your gym is and, uh, and give me your Instagram ha handle as well. Yeah. It's my Instagram handle is Maliki Friedman. Um, that's hard to find out. It's, it's M-A-L-A-C-H-Y-F-R-I-E-D-M-A-N. Um, and then my gym is in Charleston, South Carolina. And uh, we're, I'm teach there every day. So I'm not like one of the other schools that like where the guy's got his name on the, on the, on the building, but he's never home. Gotcha. Um, so if they ever want to visit me, I'm, I take well, anybody that wants to come in, train, anything like that, they're more than welcome. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummies sent you. The Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to congratulate Neutral Zone Clean on the release of their newest product, a healthy and pH-balanced bar soap that's perfect for anyone looking to take care of their skin. This soap is made with all natural ingredients that help nourish and restore your skin's natural barrier. It contains glycerin, which naturally attracts moisture to itself in the skin, leaving it feeling soft and hydrated. The new bar soap also contains a blend of olive, coconut, and castor oils, and shea butter, which are rich in vitamins, nutrients, essential fatty acids, and antioxidants that help fight harmful bacteria. With tea tree and other natural ingredients, it also helps in the prevention of fungal infections. Not only is it effective, but it also leaves your skin feeling fresh and lightly scented. It's gentle enough for even the most sensitive skin, making it a perfect choice for the whole family. Be sure to check out their website, NeutralZoneClean.com, for a range of all-natural products, including sprays, wipes, and shower gels, and use code JJD for 15% off your order. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. 
And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs, and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy Signature Tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of T-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. Very cool. All right. Like I said, don't hang up. Let me just say goodbye to everybody here, and we're going to take some pictures, but... Uh, you can check us out at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies on Instagram for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. Uh, my personal IG, you can reach out to me there as well as Uncle Milty BJJ. Bo, what do you, which handle do you want to give him? Handy underscore wisdom. Handy underscore wisdom. Bo does some really cool like comedy. It's 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 kind of funny. So check it out. And I was actually thinking about um, we got to do something where I'm interviewing you. And but. <laughs> I was thinking about like wrist locks, like that he's gonna like uh, he's running an anti wrist locking campaign. <laughs> All right, everybody, thank you for watching and listening. Peace, love, jujitsu. Us.